Welcome to the Pridopod, where our mission is to improve the productivity and profitability of the construction industry. Our mantra is safer, faster, smarter, easier, and our measure of success is making a positive impact on your business, wherever you're listening from. My name's Adam, and part of my job at Prida is to look over the horizon and help our customers and their customers achieve long-term success. I don't have a crystal ball, but I do have access to some of the industry's most respected experts in fabrication, building, design, and the cutting edge of research. I hope you enjoy these opportunities to step back from the day-to-day and explore the topics that will shape the future of building. On today's episode, I'm joined by Anton Engelmeyer from Calm Living Homes. I got chatting to Anton at the recent Master Builders Green Living Conference and was impressed by his fiery passion for sustainable building. Naturally, we had to get him on the podcast to talk about his journey and how he is now demonstrating the possibilities of sustainable home construction. I hope you enjoy the conversation. Hello, Anton, and welcome to the Pride Pod. Uh, thank you for inviting me. Uh, so we've only known each other for a week. We had a brief chat at the Master Builders Green Living Conference. Um, you definitely stood out, made a big first impression, because when the opportunity went to make some comments on on the industry and changes that the industry needs to see, you were the first one to grab the microphone and um, and have your say. So we had a bit of a chat. You mentioned you've got a long history in building, now sort of moving into lobbying and trying to improve the industry for everyone. So yeah, I'm really interested to hear a little bit more about your background and where has that passion come from? And ultimately today, let's have a chat about what does the industry need to do and what needs to change? Yep, beautiful, excellent. All right, just a quick one to explain where I fit into it all. I started my apprenticeship with my father when I was 15 because there wasn't much chop at school. So I, I only lasted a couple of years with him because his partner took me on as his apprentice because my dad did his son and mm-hmm. me and his partner didn't get along well. So then I spent the next part, which was my years, uh, apprenticeships were over four years, mm-hmm. and um, I did the se- second half of my apprenticeship doing renovations extensions. And that ended up becoming my passion. But after I'd finished my apprenticeship, I stayed with that boss for a couple of years doing the renovations and extensions. And I enjoyed it, but he was a little bit rough for me. I didn't like the, the finishes that he achieved. He wasn't much of a carpenter in some ways, but he mm. had some good guys working with him. But when they moved, and I also moved on as well. And then um, what happened next was then I went back to my dad because we're no longer apprentice underneath his partner and I've become a partner in the business with them. And it taught me a lot about my uh, carpentry skills and engineering and all the stuff that I've learned over the years, design work and so forth. And pretty well from, I spent probably uh, close to 10 years with my dad and the others and covered a lot of, a lot of ground. And then past that, decided to go into business for myself. I've always mm-hmm. had a bit of a thing for uh, recycling in a sense, not wasting money. I'm a little bit mm-hmm. tight on money. I like to make money have value. So it's the same with housing stock. And uh, so I took that business on and uh, did quite well. And I uh, probably did that uh, for a good 15 years again. And uh, then I also got involved in some other industries as well as doing building and then uh, calm Living Homes, I started that about probably uh, 12, 14 years ago mm-hmm. and specialised in, again, renovation extensions. We sold our house up in the Dandongs, mm-hmm. moved along, and I've put all my money into this uh, project so that I could uh, have a launch vehicle where hopefully I'll earn some respect from the industry in sustainability. We're doing a, um, a video on it. We've got a lot of sponsorship and a lot of um, uh, partners in the in the project just to make interest. 
got all different sorts of variable materials that are sustainably based that we're using. So in this project that I'm actually doing here, I'm putting all this into a video like a TV show. I've done a mm -hmm. fair bit of media in the past, and I'm going to then present that like my, my wife is my client. So then she, I found the house for her, and then I then got her design, and I made that then fit the renovation, and I take people on that story. And through this renovation here, I, I, I've, I've kept as much embodied energy as we can, recycling different things. And just example, you know, this is a little old lady's um, orange brick house. And it had curtains, the same curtains. As she probably had them in there for 30 years, mm -hmm. right? About six inches of dust on them. But you know what? Rather than most people put them out on out in the trash or in the in the in the skip, or they put them out in the lawn and for the hard rubbish day, and then yeah. they're just going to go to the tip. What I do, and we did this a whole way. This is just one small example. I put a, an ad on marketplace. Anyone wants some um, free blinds? A whole lot for free. But yeah. if you want one, you have to pay fifteen dollars. And well, the reason why we created that was because we found that people come and pick the bones out of everything and left <laughs> us with all the rubbish. So we made it. You take the whole lot for free, or you have to pay for fifteen. So there's always a way to improve the system. But Everything that we pulled out of this house, lights, kitchen cupboards, and people come along happily and just grab them. And yeah. in my world, I don't have to pay then $600 for a skip to empty it. I, yeah. I've not had one skip on this site on this site yet. So I in this garage where I'm talking from, I put a canara in the corner. So all our old timber and stuff that we don't recycle, we've been burning that for fuel so we yep. keep warm because it's been quite cold. And then anything that uh, actually can be used, we put that on marketplace and give it away. And basically, I've shown that um, story right right through the whole thing. So in my world, everything that has embodied energy in my world has value. And that's mm. how I endorse what I do. And I'm trying to in, not educate, but probably more awaken people to actually grow more of a social conscience to become more sustainable. Because it's not about being trendy. It's about understanding if you have children. Mm. You basically need to have a license to have those children. That license is that you hold a social conscience and you care that those children are going to have a future. Because if you understand anything about the earth clock, you'll totally understand the earth clock dictates that at the moment, I think it's about six or seven planets we need to, to keep up with the consumables as, mm. as we're actually tracking. You're finding that the consumer awareness of that embodied carbon and embodied energy and, and desire to be more sustainable, is, that, is it coming through? Is, is that understanding improving? It was 12, probably four years ago, it really was, but it was kind of a bit of a, a novelty, yeah. you know, and, and Dr. Phil would be the first one, you know, Dr. Phil from the Green Commons, he'll be the first one to explain mm. that to you. And it's sad because it really needs to be something that we see. I, I'm very big with my children. I've got four mm. girls and I'm very big about teaching the value of mm. things because it's a value. If you hold a value for something or anything, value for your money, value for that that curtain that I gave that person to come down the road there and, and whatever, if you hold a value for it, you then actually have more accountability within your own self to actually how you, what your footprint's mm. like. So, yes, I wish the earth clock people did. And maybe through having a podcast like this, people go, oh, what's the earth clock? And they'll go and yeah. have a look because more people become aware of it. They're going to actually be very surprised and quite scared. Uh, because, you know, most people fear death and mortality and all that sort of stuff. Well, you need to fear what we're doing to our planet because uh, we only have one. Yeah. And sadly, right, we ain't going to have much for our children. So, Yeah, with, um, I've got th three young kids myself. And, uh, yeah, just it's interesting, this pervasive mentality, really, that if you need something, you, you just go and buy it. And if something breaks, you go and buy a new one. Um, and there's, there's so many goods and things that are, even today with prices going up, they're still 
cheap, relatively speaking, um, but they don't last. And um, I think it's something we're also trying to, yeah, trying to educate them on is that um, understanding that it, it does have an impact. It's not just a buy it and throw it away. I think what's happening at the moment was needed. I think we've gone from the days of not having enough and we're in the days of having too much and we need to get back to the in-between. So we're, we've gone from shades of black to shades of white and we need to hit shades mm. of grey. And I think it's a natural evolution. I don't see bad things. I don't see negative things. I just see change. Mm. So how does that influence the way you approach a project? Obviously, you talked about looking at it from a sustainability perspective and trying to capture and preserve uh, the value in what's already being built. Um, so... I mean, so what about some of those other things that you that you talked about? That philosophy of of building. How does that play out on a on an Anton Calm Living Homes project? Well, basically, Calm Living Homes is that I had to adopt that name because my mate used to call me Captain <laughs> Chaos. Right? I'm really good right? because I was forever in chaos. Part of why I had a heart attack was because. I've always just go, 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 go. I never stopped. I'd have 50 things in my head. I'd go, to, I'd wake up and I'm already at work. You know, I, I was just Captain Chaos as I was. Chaos in a good way, in an orderly way, but it was just chaos because it's just most people can't sustain what I was doing. And hence is why I had to burn out. And so I had to slow down. And in that process, I've created Calm Living Homes. Why? Because I like um sustainability i like the green concept i like you know human mm. health is an important part of sustainability people don't see that you know if you don't have good human health in your building you don't live well you don't live in a, in a beautiful environment so calm as in that peaceful manner is what and and calm living homes is that's philosophy is building our children's future so um yeah so for me uh all this philosophy for me is where i go into my yep. sales because <laughs> when i'm got my clients and i'm trying to sell you know i've got 20 skylights in my house at Gazan, well, you know or, or you know i can do a bit of sales for you adam you know the pride of gang places i told you the story about when i was an apprentice and and the and, and the transition i've told you about my little invention with the yeah. fence post to come and have a look well that's do I sell it for the philosophy of goodness? So I, I, I make a, a, a relatable story out of something, and that's what then creates Calm Living Homes, is a relatable story that's based on experience and reality, people that relate to, you know. So, like, you know, I can walk you through my renovation here. We've been using your clips and plates and everywhere, so it's great to see the, the, the yeah. old meets and you, you know. So we can demonstrate quite clearly how all of us contribute to a better industry through being more center of our being as i was discussing you know that more connected part of ourselves you know i say if you're going to have children think twice because if you're not going to love them and look after them the way they do, just don't have them because that's selfish to have to bring children into the world for you uh for a personal purpose that's uh not not centered between the two of you well it's the same in in, in all things i think in life we we can all be yeah. selfish at some point and that's okay if you learn from it but it's no good if you stay in it and at the moment this earth clock is about not being so selfish hmm. does that translate then into your choices on the materials that you use in projects and 100%. Well, all the VOC stuff, yep. you know, anything, volatile organic compounds, you heard them talking about the mechanical air systems. That's when I got involved in the conversation because that is key mm. to our industry and there's hardly anyone that, 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 that's that got that product here. There's huge marketed and I've been made, made our inventions, which would be a good thing for Prada as well, where we're letting air into the system because uh, when you've got ducted heating and all these sort of things, you need to be able to get fresh mm. air into the thing and using pressure in a pressure box and all this sort of stuff all these products no one's making yeah. them 
But over in Europe, they do have certain ones that would, would fit well, but not necessarily endorsed because we don't have the cold weather that they have mm. there. But there are, there, look, we're a standalone country because of the way that yep. we are, but things are changing. So, you know, the, the, the future and all that will change. So. Mm. What about the technology for just your average homeowner to monitor the health of their home? Is that starting to change and become more accessible? Well, look, it's still that, that's a bit of a trend. And really, if you set the way to build a good sustainable house is not to talk about the client to it. You just give it to them for the same cost. Because mm. sustainability really doesn't – I really, my, my last pro house that I lived in for 12 years, that's Marjorie Pichu, the one's on my website, I, 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 that was cutting edge. I pushed the boundaries of science all the way through that project. Mm -hmm. Here I've done sustainability, but I've done it with a different objective, to do it cheaply as possibly and end up with a beautiful mm. home so i'm trying to demonstrate that you don't need to spend a lot of money to be sustainable it's more of an attitude and if we don't embrace um renovations extensions and 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 embrace the uh, embodied energy side of all this we are really heading into some dangerous mm. territory and as i say i have you know i'm not religious but i certainly believe in mother nature Mother Nature in my world is my God, <laughs> and that is just the intelligence of creation, which mm. is what we are. We, 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 whatever, whatever our our beginning of our source is, I don't know. None of one really does. But what I do know is there's an intelligence that we live in. You just got to walk out and and feel the wind in your air and look at the beautiful bird in the in the tree and and plant a few plants in your garden and grow some veggies and stuff, and then you know mm. you're alive. And that to me what makes the human condition beautiful and we need to head down that road not one of destruction where you're going to take because you know i have this saying and uh, you know you can edit this if you want but i hope it's a nice one that i have a saying that when you pass away that you don't even get to go on the when you go on the bus you don't even get to take your own <laughs> so why would you worry about money and all the stupid stuff all you need to really worry about is your experiences and the experiences is that i'm telling you now when you grow vegetables in your own garden and it might cost you uh two dollars to buy the spinach at coles and it costs you 10 bucks mm. to grow that spinach your spinach will always taste better and that's a fact why because we're participating in mother earth mother earth is what we've evolved from and mother earth is where we go when we pass so i say we need if we learn to embrace that it makes the human condition a much much better one and if we can get out of our heads by feeling that everything's about money and 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 you know, we all have to pay our bills, so I'm not mm. against money, but it's a system of money as it is. It's who's got it and who doesn't have it. And it, and it's it's insane. And I think that everyone's growing tired. It's like I, I, I can't believe there's no protests in the streets at the moment about the mortgage rates. But everyone's just so exhausted after COVID that they've all just accepted it. I mean, that's another podcast of it. I'm trying to go and um, do some media on this, talking about that, because it's mm. so easy to fix. And um, it's just like the building industry. It just takes people to um, stand up together and actually have a voice. Not about protesting, because I don't like protesters because they hold up the traffic. <laughs> I like people voicing their understanding mm. of life. You know, not having, I'm not, I'm not big on opinions. I'm just interested in, yep. in data. I need factual data. You know, talking about values mm -hmm. is data. You know, talking about sustainability, well, that's data. I can do the math on all this stuff, and it actually is there. So you can't cheat mm. or fudge maths. But this whole... Uh, things about wanting me to believe that I need to take money with me when I pass or I'm going to live forever. Well, that's there's no data on that, and I'm not interested in wasting any of my valuable time chasing the dollar or chasing a life that's uh, 
totally unnecessary. You know, there's no good having 60 Porsches in my garage if I'm too busy out there trying mm. to earn the next one. Yep. You know, just have one if that's what you desire. You know, but it's just yeah, there's some there's some silly uh, uh, there's some silly ideas out there that really hurts mm. all of us, especially that are. Uh, forward off into the building industry and that's where I'd like to make mm. my change in, at the beginning because that is my cup of tea which is 45 years and in my industry is to uh, uh, be re- remembered as the annoying guy who talks too much. <laughs> yeah. Well I know you're, you're joining us from a beautiful part of the world in the Dandenong Ranges and a part of the world that I love spending a lot of time in and I think um, I mean I'm sure we could talk absolutely all day but I think I do as a, as a way to round off the conversation for today, I think uh, I really like how you just brought it back to those those basic principles. You know, why, why do we do what we do in this industry? And it's to, to create spaces for, for people to to learn and to raise families and to, to live and just in, enjoy life and everything that it offers. So, uh, and I really appreciate you taking the time with us today to share some of the, the, those philosophies, uh, what drives you, what can drive our industry forward to better outcomes from a quality and sustainability perspective? And, uh, yeah, thank you so much for, for sharing your time and thoughts with us today. Thank you. That's all for today's Pridopod. Thanks for listening, and thanks once again to Anton. Don't forget to check out our show notes to take a deeper dive yourself or download some resources to share with your team. If you enjoyed today's episode, we encourage you to share it with your friends and colleagues and make sure to subscribe via Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening.